Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. Welcome, everybody. This is Fusion Fantasy Football. Your host, Joshua, here. I uh, hadn't gotten a podcast out to you last week because we pulled together a Scott Fishbowl live stream mock draft, and it was a blast. Got a lot of great guys in there. So when I had a chance to do it again, uh, we did it again. And this time I was able to get a solid recording of it. And also there were so many people who wanted to jump in on this. Um, there wasn't even room for me, but that was okay because I was looking forward to just hosting it, commenting, keeping it going. So I tried to kind of narrate what was going on. Hope you can follow along in audio form only. Be sure to check out the YouTube if it doesn't cut it for you. Otherwise, I hope you enjoy. There's a lot of great discussion. Even if you don't want to follow the pick-by-pick, there's a lot of great discussion uh, at the end when everyone's looking back at their draft, talking strategy, and so on. No editing on this one. It is what it is. hope you enjoy Scott Fishbowl live mock with all real SFB participants. Let's go. So technically... If everything worked correctly, the scheduling-wise, first time I did it, this is it. We are live. Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. Uh, we did this once before. I'm not promising it's going to be better. Uh, let's go. It's Scott Fishbowl mock draft. Everyone, I believe, who is in it this time is definitely in Scott Fishbowl for real. And uh, they're not necessarily all in their exact spots, but we're close. Um, so many of you wanted in. I'm not even doing it. I'm just hanging out and hosting. So hopefully I can focus on getting people in and out. We have more guests on the stream, more that you can't even see right now. We're going to get them in as their picks come up. And uh, yeah, here we go. Welcome, gentlemen. I am going to try to introduce some voices. So I am actually recording this. It's getting recorded for the podcast as well. Finally figured out how to do that. Go me. So, uh, George, you're first on my screen. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely a pleasure to be here. I had so much fun the last time I figured I'd come back. Yep. And you are at BFTGO. Nope. Did I get that right? No. No, nope, I always get that. BFTG pod. Correct. That is correct. All right. And what position are you in the, the fishbowl and division? Um, I am in the, the Mighty Transformers division. Uh, that was the one that I, I requested, and I got it. And I am also at the 11th pick, which is also the draft pick I requested. So Scott or Ryan or somebody got the check I sent them because they put me in both the division and gave me the pick I requested. Yeah, that was a good get by you for sure. I'm right, shocked, to be honest. We also got Michael Stepney, who's finally getting got in here with us tonight. Michael. And we, there goes George. <laughs> Down goes Foreman. Oh. I was trying to put some pants on. Are you sure you weren't in the wrestling division? I, I should have been, honestly. I'm not sure if we have Michael here. Uh, when he is, we'll say hello. I'm going to tag in somebody else. But in the meantime, we're going to say Hello to Dan LaMagna from, uh, he co-hosts there on the Dynasty Theory podcast, who's been a guest on uh, Fusion, of course. 
Welcome, Dan. Man, thanks for having me tonight, Josh. Appreciate it. You're doing a great job over there at Fusion. And, uh, you know, excited to be here repping the Dynasty Theory team. And with a bunch of diehards like we have on tonight, man, this is going to be a blast. Well, I'll, uh, you know, help get some Scott Fishbowl practice for everybody. I am in the 106, so anyone who has the 106, they could, I can hopefully relieve some anxiety tonight, make some mistakes, and uh, get my game on for when it counts. All right, thanks for joining us. What uh, What's your spot and uh, division in the actual Scott Fishbowl? Yeah, 106, and I'm in with the wrestling figures there with Eric Young, so that's going to be a blast, the wild group over there. Nice. That's, that's the one I, I wish I would have been in. I think it helped picking like 106. I had like an oddball <laughs> spot there, that, and I got lucky. Yep. All right, we got down here Justin FF. Hello. Hey. There he I, is. Uh, I'm drafting out of the 12th spot, like I requested, and the Simon division, as I requested. But I requested the Simon division because I knew there weren't very many people requesting it, so I would get my position I request. So um, not a big fan of Simon. It always frustrated me as a kid. So um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, excited to be on, though. Appreciate it. All right. Simon says draft J.J. Taylor. All right. Next, we have Fantasy <laughs> Champ. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, no problem. I am in the Uno division. It's the division I requested. It's a game that I play with my patients. It's a game I play with my wife and my kids. Um, so it's one that's near and dear to my heart. And I am in the 101. Nobody wanted the Uno division, so I got it. I love Uno. What's wrong with Uno? I don't know. There were a lot of good choices there, so. All right. And then we got uh, Jake over here, Jacob. J Snake underscore DFF, welcome. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Josh. Glad to be on here. Um, I am dra or I'm normally in the 1.01, but Fancy Champ and I switched because we had the opposite order last time. So I'm drafting at the 1.02 on this one. I'm also in the Beyblades division. Played with that a lot as a kid. So yeah. Okay, I'm cycling in some other people here so everyone can hear the voices. We've got next, Beryl Joffrey, uh, very own Fusion Fantasy Football representative for Scott Fishbowl. Yes. Yeah. Not just me. So let's go get it. Mm-hmm. And where are you going to be representing? I'm going to be in the Crossfire Division, picking at the 107, both the things that I requested. So I'm happy to have gotten those. And uh, hopefully do Fusion some proud in that division with uh, I've got Rick road and I've got, um, I've got a couple others in there that are decent heavy hitters. Nice. Very nice. Uh, I just surprised, uh, Philip here jumping in on us. Hello. Uh, he just got in on here, so he doesn't even know we're live. Sorry Welcome. about that guys. Uh, my, my, my dog was got himself like halfway under the couch. I had to go figure out what the hell was going on there. <laughs> Uh, we were just sharing uh, what our draft spots were and what our divisions were before we actually started the uh, draft here. Awesome. I'm uh, drafting the 109 spot uh, in the Power Wheels division. Power Wheels, nice. I know. I can't wait to see what my Abby turns out to be. Huh. Uh, I haven't. Has anyone heard back from that? I haven't heard back from mine yet. Not yet. I, I DM them today, and they said uh, they got my request. They're just behind. Barrel got his, didn't he? I saw I a couple mine. people got theirs. I did mine like the minute it came out. 
So <laughs> that's why I got it. Okay. Nice. Well, for, for those who, by the way, backstage here, if you're not highlighted, if you're grayed out, then you're not on the screen. So we can't hear you. So don't talk. Um, <laughs> I got Josh Crocker in here is our last guy uh, that I know of so far. And then we'll get rolling here with the draft uh, almost on time. Josh, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Now, where are you drafting from? What division? 108, and I'm in foosball. Loved foosball. I was a foosball champ at summer camp. Yeah, beating up on all the oh, third really? graders. All right. Uh, I played, I played hey, a ton sure of you know your college. Is it was like very well. serious business. <laughs> Josh, you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. You're, you're kind of quiet, just so you Am know. I quiet? Okay. Yeah. I had to actually change a couple things to get it so that uh, the recording would pick up my mic and uh, and you guys at the same time. So hopefully it's coming through okay. Okay. All right. I think we are just about ready to go. Everyone's here. We are green across the board, except for Joffrey, of course. And um, I'm not sure about Ben. Haven't heard from him. We'll give him a tag. But let's go. You ready, Fantasy Champ? You are I'm up. Ready. I'm going to make sure I got everyone on here who's the next few picks. Yes, we do. And we are going to go begin the draft. Got to take CMC here. He's the reason I went 101. Okay. I'm not, I'm not used to being in this position because I usually just get CMC, but I – I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the reason is I think he'll get sacked less. I think he'll throw more touchdowns. I just think the scoring's made for him. Okay. You're not worried about um, – I mean, he seemed like a sure thing last year, and then he gets injured, and suddenly not a sure yeah, thing. Yeah, that could happen with – I know. I think that can happen with anybody, though. True. Absolutely can. We got Michael deciding. I don't think his connection worked out again this time. He was trying it on mobile, and I they Streamyard did recently just launch the uh, the. Um, hey, you got Saquon. Yeah, I'm not sure if we just went live or not because I'm new at this, so I had it scheduled. Um, <laughs> but this is Fusion Fantasy Football. But everything we just did is recorded for the podcast. Have no fear. Uh, everyone else viewing <laughs> on YouTube, don't worry. And now I'm echoing on myself. Am I the only one? Uh, everyone yeah. Else yeah. That's lovely. So this wow. draft has went exactly like I thought it would. And yep. When I picked the 106, I'm, I would hope one of those five guys slide, not expecting it. Right. In real life, Deshaun Watson would be my guy here. But I think his entire offense is going to be on the injured reserve by the end of the year. So I'm going to buck the mold and stay on brand with my boy Dak here. Liking that quarterback format. We'll give it, we'll give it a shot. I like okay. it. Okay. So we have McCaffrey, of course, one. Mahomes, two. Barkley, three. Zeke, four. Lamar Jackson, slip into five. Dak going at six by Dan. He is a Cowboys fan. But then again, I don't think that's crazy. And we're sitting on Burl. And he's live making a pick. Yep. Travis Kelsey. Tight end. Yep. So I found I like it. Yeah, yeah most of my mark, he, He's got first. a good shot at being the tight end one. And I think in the format that could 
that could be a really great player to have. Yeah, man, guys, I was I was stoked. I thought I might actually be able to sneak out Kamara here at the 109, but uh, I think with uh, with Dalvin Cook being my next ranked running back, there's just too much risk right now at this moment. I'm going Kittle. Kittle. So tight ends yeah. are very popular early here. You know what I've noticed about the elite tight ends? Their careers, when they get hot, they go. Like two, one, 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 until they fall off a cliff. And like even the best wide receivers, unless you're Antonio Brown, they just don't do that. Yeah, I was on the clock. I was I was hoping to get either Kittle or Cook. Uh, neither one made it to me, so I will settle. Wink, wink, for Michael <laughs> Thomas. Yes, this yeah. is a shocker of a move, George going wide receiver. Wait, George went wide receiver in the first? I know. Shocking. Yes. Uh, I do <laughs> want to back up. Dalvin Cook, fifth running back off the board. That's where he would normally be if maybe not for holdout news. I guess we like it. I think he's probably playing more more likely than not. I, I would have took him the very next pick if he was there. So I, I, I can't say nothing bad about it. Okay. Justin, on the turn here, going back-to-back running backs with Nick yeah, Chubb and Derek Henry. Every single mock, I've taken um, Kittle and Dak. So it was interesting to see both of them go before, as we get closer and closer to the Scott Fishbowl, it's really scaring the pants off of me. Like, George, <laughs> like I, I'm really I'm really worried that uh, they're not going to be there and then I'm not going to know what to do. So this, this is good for me to see what, what could happen. So I was hoping to get Derrick Henry there. Um, the last mock we did, I took Devontae Adams in the first round, and now I'm staring at him in the second round. I, I did four straight wide receivers last uh, yeah. last mock. I think I'm going to shake it up a little bit, though, and I'm going to go quarterback here. Russell Wilson off nice. the board. Yes. That's the quarterback I was looking at right there. Now, so you know, guys, you do have a minute and a half to make these picks. And if anyone's going to get a chance to say anything about them, you might have to use a little bit more than 10 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Just going to say. All right, so Deshaun Watson went off. Ben took him. Um, He was someone I was looking at who, I mean, if you name the most accurate passers who who are above that 66.7%, you know, completion rate, to break even on the points versus uh, completions and completions. Um, if you name out who those uh, quarterbacks are, I think there's only like, what, eight of them or something? Maybe even only six? If you list out who they are, would you have had Deshaun Watson on that list? I would not. I wouldn't have. But he is. He is. Yeah, so, guys. Do I might expect- do something I never do here. And since I only got 30 seconds left, I'm making the pick. I'm going to try this out since it's a mock. And we're going double tight end. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. See what happens. Stunned silence in the chat. Big screw you to all the people that haven't taken tight end. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've been getting Mark Andrews towards the end of the second half and even beginning of the third in a lot of mocks. I'm, by the way... To, I'm the third spot in my division in checkers, and um, 
he's a great target for me usually around that area of one of those picks. So this is definitely Too hot for me. This I is definitely much earlier. I did three. Yeah. I'm gonna get Dan in here. His pick's coming up in a couple while Burl's on the clock. I'm gonna stay hashtag brand and take our boy. Yes. Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. The uh if I am reading it correctly, eighth quarterback off the board. I mean running back. I was waiting to see who would follow me here, which running back would come. This is against my religion, but I will take Miles Sanders as a Cowboys fan. Ooh. Ooh. It's a nice pick. A lot of, back, a lot of good backs going. Right. Just to back up a couple, and for the, the listeners, um, we, we did close out the this first round, like I said, with Nick Chubb, and then starting off in the second, Derrick Henry, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Andrews with the 204, then Mixon, Eckler, and Sanders. And here we are with Byron on the clock. He's got Lamar Jackson in the first round, and he just took Josh Jacobs. A solid running back consolation pick, I feel like, there. I don't he's not like my favorite, but he's pretty it's, solid. It's not bad for his RB two. Yeah. Um he, he he took RB one in the first round with Lamar Jackson, so fair. Fair. So I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver one. How about that? You think Jalen that's a pick in the second round? Yes. Hey. <laughs> Go for it. Zach Ertz is gone. 100, 150 targets. What do you think? I think it happens. Under significantly. Under yeah. because oh. they've oh. oh. But there he's at the two ten. Drew Brees makes it to the two ten again. They said it wouldn't happen, and it keeps happening though. That one really hurt me. I I really wanted Breeze at two eleven, like a lot. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to go with the obvious choice of Devonte Adams here. I think he has a chance to be wide receiver one this year with there being no weapons for Green Bay. So, I'll go with it. Absolutely. Point There's the first night, Jacob. <laughs> hey, you got me one. like three times. The fact that Adams makes it back to the two eleven is amazing. Yeah, it, it is just for the viewers and listeners. There's only been two wide receivers off the board yet so far. Michael Thomas at the 111 and now Adams at the 211. This is a very tight end happy uh, group tonight. So looking at this, I'm, I'm between two running backs here, and I guess I could technically take both, but I'm going to take one. I'm between Aaron Jones and Kenyon Drake. Uh, I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. And then make an unpopular pick here. Ooh. Carson Wentz. Spicy. Spicy. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> so Aaron Jones with the 212. Carson Wentz with the 301. He's really hoping uh, that Crocker's Ertz pick works out. And back to Jacob at the 302. Yeah, that Wentz pick is interesting. Um I think I have to go receiver again just because the getting the wide receiver three, getting wide receiver three at 3.02 is just common sense to me. But it's also like I have Hopkins, Julio, and Tyreek Hill. So that's tough. 
I'm going to do a little stack Tyreek Hill with Patrick Mahomes. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to Tyreek. That is a nice, nice little stack going there, high upside. And uh, you're making Crocker upset, so that's an added bonus. And I don't think that's going to be a common stack. I don't think you're going to be able to see too many of those. I could see it at 1.02 and 2.11. I've yeah. seen it fall, but I don't see it at 3.02. I yeah. You might have to take him where Adams was taken, yes. Julio Jones gone with the 3.03. Uh, Crocker is now a bit paranoid about timing out, and so he took about five <laughs> seconds to take Chris Godwin. Is that JJ Godwin or Chris Godwin? This is Marquise Goodwin, just, right? I was ready to make the pick, okay? I was just ready. I knew who I wanted. Marquise Goodwin, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> After that is a five slot, Byron takes Kyler Murray. So uh, I've seen Kyler Murray going way higher than this. So this is quite the drop for him. That was an interesting pick there. I was waiting to see who he would let come to me. I'm a little torn right now. You know, Kenyon Drake, DeAndre Hopkins, depending on what position I want to go. I thought he was going to take at least one of them, and he didn't. So now it leaves me with a tough choice. I look back to last year's fishbowl where I got Miles Sanders in round nine. So big difference a year makes as he's here in the second round where I took him. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to stack the running backs as I see some tough Tough stacks throughout our this draft. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kenyon Drake. I like it. There's a lot of upside there. If you just add up the starting running back points for the Arizona Cardinals, it's like the running back five. Um now obviously that was David Johnson to start, and then a little bit of what Wes Hills and oh no, that was a different team. Uh, Chase Edmonds, of course. But yeah. Once Drake got there, he had some really good games. If you can keep it up. High upside. Has Kenyon sure. Drake ever dominated a backfield? He did like for like four career. games. In late last season, last small year. sample size. <laughs> I think we're gonna go three Cardinals in a row. What did he play behind Mark Ingram in college? Uh. Is that what happened? <laughs> oh, here we go. DeAndre Hopkins finally going. Three oh seven. Burl. You think he keeps uh, his his volume up this season? No, the volume definitely is going to take a little bit of a dip. But no, Nuke. I, I've no, I've heard some arguments that almost. I mean, if that offense does better, it's not like the uh, Texans' passing volume was crazy high either. No, but his share of it was astronomical. Yeah, I just don't think Drake's good enough to monopolize the touches. I think Chase Edmonds is going to. Be significant and is a lot cheaper. We're not talking about Drake anymore, Josh. All right. At the <laughs> 308, Matt Ryan was taken by Dustin. So he's got a nice little team there with Kamara, Mixon, and Matt Ryan. I kind of like that, but I do like the running backs. Phillips on the clock. Darren Waller. Darren <laughs> Waller. Do it. No, no, no. I can't I can't hold back any longer. I was uh I flirted with a wait until the fourth round, but I think I got to go with my guy. I really don't think he's washed yet. And I think Atlanta is going to use the heck out of Gurley. So I think I've got a guy who has plus five, you know, top five upside if, as long as he, you know, stays on the field. Atlanta has absolutely every reason to use and abuse him and then just let him walk at the end of next year. Yeah. That's exactly. a great pick. Oh, it's good to know that there's no chance he would have gotten back to me in the fourth. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> for a, for a one year kind of redraft attorney pick, it, it's hard not to like the chances there. It's definitely a risk, but uh, you needed a high upside running back with those two tight ends in the first and second. I flirted with with going quarterback and just punting on on running back to see how long I could I could stand it, but uh, but seeing Gurley there was just too enticing. Yeah, I think that's a good call. All right, so so far in the third, we've got Carson Wentz, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake, then at the three seven Hopkins, then Ryan Gurley, and here we are. Ben's on the clock. His uh, he's not green. Making me a little nervous. Um, hopefully he's just uh, lost his signal for a minute. We'll make sure he's here. In the meantime, I was wondering, uh, so far, who do we like the first three rounds? I know we got a couple more to pick here, but through three rounds, who do we like? I mean, for me, it's... It's hard not to like that 101. Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, and Carson Wentz. I yeah, think that's, that's a tough one. And the, a the real good start. Is, the Mahomes health stack is pretty nice, too. That's true. Ah, I was so hoping I'd sneak Murray in this round. I think Crocker's got a pretty balanced team if you can pull off the t uh, the quarterbacks coming up, but he's got Zeke, Ertz, Godwin. That's pretty strong at all positions. Byron has the possibly the best uh, potential like winning quarterback duo with Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray. I like that. We might have to make a move for Ben here just to get moving. What would be the uh, the consensus here for a pick? Kicker. He's got Dalvin Cook and Deshaun Watson, <laughs> not JJ Taylor. I was gonna say I vote JJ Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope ADP. <laughs> uh, for wide receivers, you know, at AP saying like Kenny Galladay. For quarterbacks, we've got maybe Josh Allen. He's still gone. I've seen him go usually before this. That could be a bit of a steal. And you've got Fournette. It's probably, I would guess, the consensus best running back. Yeah. I already have two running backs, so I say we go running back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to say he's got a running back, so I, I might look for a wide receiver, to be honest. Well, the and big four tight ends are round off his roster. Yeah, I'm thinking we might just give him a wide receiver here just to balance it out for him. Okay. Oh, wait nope. a sec, he's it's, green. He just lit up, so we're going to resume green, yeah. and give him a chance to go here. And if There Tom... we go. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Justin comes around here. Oh, he <laughs> went Leonard Fournette. Sweet. But... Oh. Nice. We should we should have given him Kenny Galladay and just moved along. <laughs> it was the third round. I'm going for uh, kind of a legitimate mock draft here, George. Um, unlike four wide receivers in a row. So hey, that what was pretty taking? sweet. That, uh not not a quarterback. Not Kenny uh, Galladay. I, I feel like nah, no. I'm I'm leaning leaning towards a running back here. 
Um, not sure if I want to. I'm looking at one of the one of the three older guys, quote unquote, the veteran running backs that are left. Either Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, or David Johnson is where I'm leaning. Is one of those three? The, no. Not, at this point, from the 11 spot, would you ever look at my team and consider? possibly waiting on that running back or are you thinking two running backs here just because um two running backs so it would not shock me if you went four straight running backs to be honest and it's not you it's it's running backs are so valuable i was in in this format i definitely would have taken todd Gurley for sure if he were still there oh same here keep him talking 15 seconds What and he Melvin? went running back with Melvin Gordon. Yeah, like I said, I was looking at one of those those three running backs there. I wasn't sure which one I, I wanted to go with. But I knew I wanted to go running back. I didn't want to go wide receiver, and I wasn't planning on taking another quarterback. Daniel Jones. Yes. Wow. I'm Justin on the turn going Aaron Jones and Daniel Jones. Aaron yeah, Rodgers. I'm excited about Danny Dimes in this format because uh, they you don't lose points for fumbles from your quarterbacks in this, in this format. <laughs> that is true. And, you know, I know that sounds funny, but honestly, if you look at his points per game, he's a pretty solid quarterback in this format, mainly because of that. So. He doesn't. I mean, he, he will throw quite a few um, incomplete passes when he throws it away. But um, but uh, but I'm also pretty excited about the upside when when uh, uh, Barkley's healthy. Um, he actually played really well, so I'm I'm down for it. I love him as a too rich for my blood, personally. It's a little yeah. rich, but he is at the turn here, and it's going to be what 24 picks. That's so true. He goes again, so. Yeah, that's, I, that's he had one to take at least one. And honestly, there there are still three other, maybe four quarterbacks. I don't know that I, that I would really want in this format. So, uh, but knowing that quarterbacks are about to start going, and knowing that me taking back to back quarterbacks might start a run here, um, I, I want to secure up two that I I want mm-hmm. now, so I don't have to wait. And then hopefully another one is still there because I am going to go three quarterbacks high if. Uh, in the first five rounds if uh, if they're there for me. George did bite on Kenny Galladay finally, who I think has yep. a great... I mean, this is probably right away I think he does deserve to be drafted. I'm glad he did not fall any farther. Josh Allen with the 403 to Ben. There he goes, and we're on Phillip. Yeah... I feel like QB is just a little bit too important in this format for me to keep punting it any longer. I'm okay with a guy later on, but I got to get one of my guys this round. And I think Stafford, if he's playing all 16 games, he's going to have a hell of a season with those wide receivers. Um, I really like Stafford. His consistency score on my metric was, was through the roof in his first eight games. I think the guy could, could have a career year. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Eight games last year, he was crazy good. Aggressiveness through the roof, which really helped all day and uh, and Marvin when he was there. Dustin going Darren Waller in the fourth. It's a great pick, I think. It may be seen as a reach by some, but I like it. Waller's gonna Waller's gonna ball out again. I think so. I think so. You don't think he'll lose any target share with the the addition of the wide receivers they drafted? I 
Personally, I think that Derek Carr is the perfect quarterback for a tight end. And then also, I think that, you know, the 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 Raiders had to go heavy on wide receiver this year. They had nobody behind uh, Tyrell Williams, really. I mean, Hunter Renfro is not a bad player, but he's he's not a wide receiver, too, for an NFL team. No, no, he's definitely not, and I agree. I just I'm, – I'm just worried that – they're going to lean on Jacobs a little bit more like that. I think they're going to want to run the ball more so than like uh car just air it out. And with the addition of the, of rigor and uh, everybody Rugs. else, it just rugs. Uh, you mean, or rugs. I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry. Long day. Um, <laughs> it's, it's truly been a long day. Uh, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just nervous that his, his snap share, not a snap share, but his target shares is going to regress i want to hear what dan's thinking right here he's at the four seven 30 <laughs> seconds to go what's he got have my pick ready just want to let you guys know you're making this a brutal decision you're definitely in my psyche here as i'm hearing all this quarterback talk going on but i'm going to stay on brand i think same reason that you know where we see that mahomes hill stack i'm gonna have some conviction here and go with a dak cooper stack I'm drafting a team that I don't like, but it, it makes sense, but I don't like it. <laughs> it it's We're going to see a, how it plays out. It's not a bad-looking oh, team. Clyde Edwards, hilarious. I go. thought Mike might make it around. I was praying at 4.11 I'd get him. Man. So, so what? We think Clyde Edwards is, is what? He's really the running back? What are we at, 13, 14? No, I don't think he really is, honestly. I mean – I think Damian Williams played really well. I would take the upside in, I mean, middle third, but I expect him to go late second, early third, to be honest. See, that that was kind of the way I was thinking is I just needed an upside since the only guy I got right now is Todd Gurley. I thought maybe, you know, if Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a, is a home run, then I'm set. But right now I got a couple of middle of the road sort of guys that I have to look for now. All right, a lot he of high be, upside he on. Gets uh, Burke, he's going to be a home run. There's a lot of high upside on that on Byron's team right there for sure. I did want to back up really quick here to recap. We have to we Stafford, of course. We had that Waller pick. We kind of skipped over a barrel before I let you go here. Tag it out, Kirk Cousins. I think that's a fantastic quarterback pick there. Uh, I think he fits this scoring like yeah. wonderfully. Yeah, so he slipped to you there. Then we had Amari Cooper, Clyde Edwards, and uh, DJ Moore went it 409. Crocker took him. Um, why do you guys got to get let him get DJ Moore? Come on. Stephanie took Mike Evans, 410. We're on the 411 with Jacob. So with this pick, I'm going to go quarterback, get my second QB. Um, currently between two guys, Jimmy Garoppolo and Ryan Tannehill. So I'm going to lean Jimmy Garoppolo because I expect their offense to pass more. He also had a really high completion percentage last year, so that's what I'm going with. Okay, wrapping up that second quarterback before fantasy champ can snipe him. <laughs> it's a long time before my pick and I'm feeling like there's not going to be a lot of good running back options coming back to me. I've already got two solid ones, but I'm going to go with an upside with Chris Carson hoping he doesn't get injured. 
And then I'm going to take my first wide receiver here and Knox Knight Tannehill um, and go with a guy that I think is just going to get peppered with targets in Adam Thielen. That is a really nice wide receiver one consolation prize in the fourth. Uh, I mean, you got three running backs and just the one quarterback, so you really kind of needed to get something in that wide receiver slot and uh, mm-hmm. definite wide receiver one potential there. So I don't love this pick just because there's not a bunch of stability, but it's Scotch Fishbowl. We go for upside, so I have to go Jonathan Taylor as my RB1. I was gonna say you, you do you, you do need a running back here. You know you know that right. Like, <laughs> I know I know. Two of them actually. Hey, we need quarterbacks, receivers. Marlon Mack will be available later. Don't worry. I <laughs> got Stephanie's on the clock here. Um, so to round that out, the fourth round, of course, Megan uh, Mike Evans was the four ten, Garoppolo four eleven, and Chris Carson four twelve. We kind of skipped over that because of the Thielen pick, but Chris Carson, I mean, he's definitely a borderline r- running back one. Mm-hmm. Even if he's what he wasn't even healthy every game last season, was still running back. Was it twelve or thirteen? Somewhere around there. Yeah, and after that, you you know you got Bell and you've got Connor, who I like as well, but you know there's a lot of question marks in with both those running backs, so especially with Adam Gase. So at the 5-3, Stephanie took a stack I really love here. Uh, it's not really a, a stack, positional stack, but it's the two quarterbacks. He's got Drew Brees in the second, right? And he just took Tom Brady at the 5-0-3. He's going with the old vets here, high completion. Uh, these two could be really great in this format. Um, I think he got a, a great deal on those guys. Crocker. Really wanted Brady there. Hmm. I Like all those I weapons can... around him. I can believe it. I feel I feel dirty making this pick again. Another pick like that, but uh, I'm just gonna go with the talent around him. Hopefully, his his attitudes are right, and uh, maybe we have a little turnaround in Cleveland here. But I'll go with Baker. Quarterbacks Ooh. is flying off the board. Man, reaching on Baker. I don't know. It feels like a reach to me. It just Baker I, was the guy I was looking at it with my next pick, so he wasn't coming back around. There's so much Appreciate red that, that I guess we had to get to him, but I, I just wouldn't like it. It's more for me. It's more that I trust his his weapons around him, right? He's got he's got stacked receivers, and I feel like that's going to really help him, especially in this scoring format. Yeah, I I'm not sure I trust his receivers either, though. So you know, and then Michael Stephanie did point out I I, I mentioned a stack. I focused on the two old quarterbacks, but he does have Mike Evans, so he's got the Brady Evans stack. That is nice. Joffrey's on the clock here. Is he going to take one of everything? He's got Kelsey in the first, Eckler in the second, Hopkins in the third, Cousins in the fourth. He can go any direction here. What's he doing? Second quarterback. Gardner, Minshew, off the board. And Dustin took no time after that at the 508 taking Derek (laughs) Carr. I would not have hesitated either. Yeah, that's a great pick. QBs are flying, but when I look ahead, there's a couple couple teams in between me and my next pick with two QBs already. Uh, and another guy's only got one RB. So I think uh, I think running back is probably gonna gonna be thin in just a minute. 
I should probably go wide receiver, though. Because you guys don't have any wide receivers either. So I'm changing up my draft strategy a little bit on the fly. I am going to take Jared Goff's security blanket and Cooper Cup. Hope for some red zone upside there. I guess yeah, you I got your running backs. Team. You got your quarterbacks. Sutton. Sutton. Come on, guys. I'm on the turn. I'm supposed to be the one that dictates the runs. <laughs> you what did. You took two quarterbacks, and then everyone else took a lot of quarterbacks. I know. <laughs> and, and now I wanted to be the one to start the, the wide receivers. Are you on yeah, the turn? I, I figured you, you did. I figured that's what was going to happen. That was a great move. I like it. I like ah. it playing it. Back to uh, Philip. You got the the two tight ends, first and second, with Kittle and Andrews. Now you got Gurley, Stafford, Cup. I guess that's a, a pretty good recovery from taking the early tight ends. I like it. It's it's surprisingly better than I thought it would with with that uh with that two tight end to start it off. But I figure, you know, heck, let's see what happens. You're gonna need a, a strong wide receiver two or running back two here when we come back around. But after your cup pick, uh, Cortland Sutton went 5-10. And George took James Conner, which uh, Philip might be upset about that. A little bit. And Justin's on the turn right now, making his decision on his first of two back-to-back picks. Yeah, it's uh, the wide receivers at this point now. Um, like Because Cooper Cup was like the last of my wide receiver ones that I really wanted. Now the rest of them are wide receiver twos. I'm going to have to play as a wide receiver one. So I guess I'll take the one that could possibly hit some home run games here, um, even though that's against the fusion popular vote. Uh, I'll uh, take that. And then um, so after Ridley. That's like wide receiver 14, I believe, at this point. I'm counting really quick. 1450. Yeah. I'm not I'm not upset at Ridley at that spot. It's just when people want to talk about him as a wide receiver one, I get a little a little on there, edge. There's still a wide receiver that's on the board. I would have taken over Ridley. Well, George, it's not your turn yet. You're next. I'm, <laughs> I'm just and... saying. And he took him. See? He, took him. He, he did the right thing. Allen Robinson. All right, that Great. he should have gone ahead of Ridley, to be honest, but at least he took him. I, I probably would have taken Robinson right after uh, Cooper Cup. I would, I would, I would have took Allen Robinson over Court and Sutton personally. Well, now if he blows up, I can say, man, I got him in the sixth round instead of the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> so George has no tight end, uh, which you know that's not a lot of teams have tight ends. Solutions. Philip took two. And he goes Mark Ingram making uh, Philip pay on passing and running back. Uh, one more here before we get to Philip with Benjamin. We'll see what he I think does. Mark Ingram this is a great pick. Yeah, uh, he could easily put up, you know, top 15 running back numbers. Again, just solid. Hunter Henry goes at 6.03. Benjamin, that's his first tight end. He's got a pretty balanced group going now. What do you got, Phillip? 
You feeling the uh... there's a couple wide receivers that I love on the board, but there are very few running backs that I love still. Feeling so, the squeeze, a little bit. I'm debating between uh, basically a absolutely solid floor play with David Montgomery. I mean, you can pencil him in for 200 plus touches right now. I thought you were gonna say um, 200 yards. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna go. I'm going to keep the, uh, the brand alive, I guess, apparently, and get some old busted uh, running backs that people don't like anymore, but with high upside. And I'm going to hope that David Johnson has a little bit of his, uh, of his old self left in him and can, can make something happen over in Houston. I like it. I like it. I saw a tweet today, someone saying, but what if uh, David Johnson had put up, you know, five uh, top 12 running back starts in the last, you know, five games instead of the first five. What do we think differently about him? Yep, exactly. We Everybody would be hyping up the end of a season. So I think that makes a big difference of when, when he performs and when he doesn't. All right, we have uh, right after Dustin took Evan Ingram, right after David Johnson. That's a high upside tight end pick there, 605. Singletary. 606 bell goes to dan who i failed to get in here because i was too busy listening to what these other guys had to say and uh sorry about that dan tell me about bell you think he's gonna do anything this year i just think the drop the the cliff is about to hit with the running backs so he just was a solid play i was eyeing up evan ingram who went a couple picks before me as i was looking for some upside so just bell felt like a nice safe solid pick He's your third running back, so it's it's hard to hate it. I like the depth. After Bell, we got Juju Smith-Schuster going off 608. Crocker got Keenan Allen at the 609. It is third wide receiver. Interesting. Uh, Stephanie takes David Montgomery at 610. Keenan Allen, why is he falling this late? There's not a reason. There's not a reason. There's no good reason. Okay. Checking yourselves. Wide receiver ones. Every year we're like, oh, I don't know, uh, and he does it. What wide receiver six? Yeah. Like every year. Yeah. So with my pick, I'm gonna go with a guy that I think is also really good for this uh, scoring, and it's uh, gonna be quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. If we, I know. If we look at a uh, games he actually played the whole time, he got 19.62 points per game which is QB nine in this scoring. So I think at this point, that's a great pick. Great and, and if you lower the threshold for qualifying pass attempts, he's in that 66 plus range also. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I really didn't see that coming after he'd already had two quarterbacks uh, and one running back. I was really thinking Bridgewater was going to fall to me. Well, you've got three, so he may be playing here. you, thinking he's you're going to let more fall to him. I, I think he knows who I wanted there. He's trying to test me. Um, I'm going to go with Jared Goff, and I'm going to get a second wide receiver. I was hoping this guy would stay to me. Go with Robert Woods. Go with Robert Woods. I'd actually debate on Woods over Cup, personally. It's really debatable. Like um, we've talked about before how, yeah, Woods has a little bit more of an injury risk than we maybe are like, like to admit. 
but uh, we got cats <laughs> flying here. Uh, Jared Goff, uh, that's a decent consolation prize for losing out on Bridgewater, I suppose, because yeah. he's done it before. Um, I just remember always being kind of out on Bridge uh, on Goff early in his career. I thought, you know, he's not really anything. He's a fraud. And then he had these good seasons when McVay got there. And I just, I'm not sure if, which is real, you know, was that just McVay in the offense? And now we're seeing real, real, you know, Jared Goff again, or, you know, I'm not sure. Maybe truth's probably somewhere in between, but. Yeah, I agree. He's just the best option for me at that point. Jake's got 20 seconds. Uh, yeah, I know who I'm picking. So my running backs are pretty rough. So I'm again, just going to go for that upside pick and get Darius guys. Ooh, George is cursing you. George. I gotta get Hi, him George. on. I gotta get him on here. Well, I wonder he is... what George's go-to swear word is. I, I, I wish I had that. Fuck. You got. You gotta warn me, Jake. My go-to swear word is fuck. <laughs> I I really do like Darius Geis this year. I think I think if he can stay healthy, he'll have a bounce back year. That I was I was definitely taking Darius Geis if he was. Uh, coming back to me in this round. There's no doubt about it. 100%. I was definitely taking him. That's a good pick. I hate you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you remember what... It's all good. <laughs> did guys go eighth round last one we did? Do you remember? Yes. He was either... Eighth round, I believe. Was it George like seventh eight. or eighth pick? You know, near the turn okay. there. So one of those, yeah. Yeah, I took him in the last one. I think I took him eight two. Michael made my decision easier. I was really looking at Kareem Hunt, but since he's gone, that's AJ Brown, no problem. Yeah, Crocker's yeah, really looking pick. at that wide receiver core, feeling happy. And then I think in a couple of rounds here, he's going to look back up and realize he's just got one quarterback and running back. There's lots of those still on the board, man. I guess when you get to this point, it's all the same, right? No. I got lots of stuff I like still up there. You just wait. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> Byron's picking right now. Um, man, we are how many quarterbacks in? It's got to be at least 20. Is this how you see the real draft going with all these quarterbacks that quickly? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Back this back. is maybe the closest to the real thing I've seen so far. Cam Akers going 705. I like it. I like it. And uh, Dan at the 706. What I figured there, like I said, you know, Bell, I just thought was the closest thing to the Bell Cow the round before, even though I'm not an Adam Gaze fan. But I, I, I knew there'd be talented receivers that would slide. I think I missed on Keenan Allen, though. I think that was a stellar pick there. I'm really intrigued by Juju. Obviously, A.G. Brown's attractive. Trying to get out of dynasty mode here. You know, I see DJ Shark on the board. Like I say, I got nine in the 19th round last year on the fishbowl. How about that for a treat? Uh, but in this round here, I, I'm going to, I love the Colts, man. So I'm going to go with T.Y. Hilton there and take the bet. I think Philip Rivers is going to love him. Shooting for the volume of T.Y. Hilton. Uh, Joffrey, that was quick. I knew exactly <laughs> who I wanted. <laughs> they he were all on my list there, man. Tough choices. Same here. My my my, my pre draft list is just getting shrunk and shrunk and shrunk. Yeah. There's a wide receiver I would have taken over all three of these that went. Of course, T.Y. Holton went, DK Metcalf, and then Dustin took Stefan Diggs. Um, man. You're thinking Shark. 
Uh, there's it. a couple. No, it wasn't be. It wouldn't be Chark. It wouldn't be Chark. I, I, I can't. I can't say anything. He's still on. He's on. Still on there. Maybe. Maybe Philip will take him here. I'm not sure. Yeah. So I, I've been bouncing back and forth between Ty and another guy. Um, I think Ty is just going to get pummeled, pummeled by uh, uh, Philip Rivers there with targets. So uh, he was kind of the guy I was leaning towards, but you know. Dan made my life a lot easier. So now I'm going with Tyler Lockett, who I think has a whole lot of upside. That was it. I would have taken him over the other guys. And we got a wide receiver run going because now Benjamin took DJ wow. Chark. Um, sorry, George, no more wide receivers for you. Justin, if you want, you can take credit. Take credit for what? The run. <laughs> <laughs> you did it, Justin. You did it. <laughs> yeah, I did it. I was the third to take one, and then there was a long stretch of none. So, but yeah, I'll take credit. <laughs> we're we're so going to take her I, next. I'm one. looking. Her next. So I'm looking for some kind of value here, and I think it'd be great value I'm not a believer. George is going auto tune on us here. I don't believe he is the. Uh, Take it easy. Can, can you hear me now? Yeah, we got you. All right. I, I think So George took uh, the the Kansas City Chiefs running back one, Damian Williams. Yes, I did. Okay. It's on brand. <laughs> I like it. I like it there. I've seen him go so, even later, but I can't hit it. So I would I would normally like my Daniel Jones pick from earlier, but I'm just now realizing that him and Rogers have the same bye week. So, which normally I wouldn't <laughs> normally I wouldn't be too concerned. But you can't make trades in the Scott Fishbowl, so I guess it's time for me to get uh, another quarterback here. Um, Do they have the same bye? I thought the bye bye was in parentheses here on the board. Yeah, it is. They're both week eleven. I'm showing Rogers is five. Rogers, yeah, Rogers. Yeah, Rogers is week five, and Jones is uh, week eleven. I just realized I did the same thing. Yeah, (laughs) you're all right. Eleven on there though. Barrel Joffrey and uh, Byron are not all right. Oh shit! Okay. Well, then let's uh, go ahead and take the guys that I wanted to take. Then. Oh, AJ Green. I was hoping he might sneak by. Stacking up the wide receivers at the 7-8 turn with Terry McLaurin and A.J. Green. I love that pick. I can't believe that people are forgetting about A.J. Green right now. Yeah, again, I kind of wanted my more secure guys that are going to get a lot of targets with Robinson and Green and then my guys that could possibly explode with with Ridley and McLaurin. So. I don't know. Secure, A.J. Green, those words don't nah. – I mean, is he worth the five healthy. games? I mean, if I'm Joe Burrow, I'm gonna throw him the ball. Like, I want to yeah. succeed, right? And then he's gonna Never. die. <laughs> it's just a redraft. I only need one more good year out of him. He's been saying that for three years. <laughs> oh, fine. I'm on tilt now. Now I got to look at wide receivers for the next time around. You, you, good. You got me worried. Dustin's going with a, a draft. It would make George proud. George here is going uh, running backs the last three rounds. And he finally goes tight end with Rob Gronkowski. 
So he hasn't gone tight end yet. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, do do tight end, do uh, touchdowns get an added bonus in this scoring? Because I'm afraid that's all he's getting. That's fine. It's a position I got to start. And at this point, looking who's there, I think he offers the most upside. Uh, he's going to have the most rapport with with Brady and Tampa. So, okay. Alexander Madison goes in the eighth. Benjamin, of course, took Dalvin Cook in the first round, so he's definitely uh, backing himself up there. Strong I, hedge. I guess it's worth it. Um, to know for <laughs> sure, you've got two good starting running backs in uh, Vikings and Leonard Fournette. Are we just going to pretend that when Dalvin Cook went down last year, like Mike Boone wasn't there? Because when Mike Boone played, when Madison and Dalvin Cook were out, like Mike Boone kind of did ball out. No, he he had one really bad game when everyone thought he was going to ball out. And then he balled out the next week when everyone was off of him because that's what he does. But I, I think I think you're looking more like I'm not convinced if Cook goes down, like it's automatically everything that Cook was getting is going to to Madison. I, I think it's gonna be more of a split between the two. Unless there's a reason that we had to see both of them go down before we saw Boone. So after the Madison pick, we got Drew Locke finally going here, eight oh four. Michael Gallup at eight oh five. I would take him over at least AJ Green and Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> to Beryl Joffrey. That's uh, I I don't know. I don't hate it. He could be really good. You've got Kirk Cousins, which I liked as the other quarterback, and then Gardner Minshew. So you can kind of tag team Minshew and Roethlisberger, and of course, like you said earlier, you got Cousins and Minshew sharing a Week Seven bye. Torn between a couple guys here, but. As they say, get your guy. So I'm going to go with Hollywood Brown here. I'm really liking what he could do in Baltimore. Now, I'm curious, Beryl, did you go so deep as to look at who Roethlisberger was playing week eight? Not eight, seven, week seven. I did not. Not at this point. I will. He was like playing the Patriots or something that week. Um, I will because I I do find myself ending up with a lot of Kirk and Gardner in mocks. So I'm going to – that is – week eight is going to – or not not week seven is going to be – Something that I look at in terms of, uh, or who whoever's playing week seven is going to be something I look at as my third QB. That is going to be rough. And Dan, yeah, that Marquise Brown pick, that is definitely high upside. And you've got already two pretty good wide receivers ahead of him. So as a, as a three, that's, I can't hate it. That's, that's pretty nice. I think Byron finally figured out that his, both Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray share week eight bye. So he took Phillip Rivers. <laughs> Uh, who has a week seven bye with the 808. And now Cam Newton with a uh, rocket ship ADP now, jumping up into the eighth round to Crocker. He deserves it. George, uh, I still have you on here pretty much for this. You you tweeted something out that I think Sleeper here uh, stole and posted about. So they, they gave me credit for it. I know they do. Okay. They always do. It's just funny. Yeah. So the the tweet was, I mean, it's, if you look at the the seasons Cam Newton has played 16 uh, games, he's never finished lower than quarterback five. 
So he's always been in the top five. Um, With a minimum if, of how many if games? He plays 16. So it, when, when he doesn't miss a game in a season, he finishes as a top five quarterback every single year. He's, so he's gonna if, be... if you believe points per game, he'll be. If you believe, I think that's the key. So after Newton went, Boyd went, and we're on Jacob with the 8-11, trying so, to snipe fantasy champ once again. With this pick, this is a guy I actually want over Hunter Henry, over Evan Ingram, and over Ron Gronkowski. I'm going to go with Hayden Hurst. Aye, aye, aye. You were so close. You were so, so close. You had me until you said Hayden. I <laughs> Uh, he's just going to step in and I just expect great things on that Atlanta offense. Seems like they, they like to use their two wide receivers or one tight end, their running back. So I just, I don't see any reason why he won't be a consistent producer at the tight end position. Okay. Uh, I was hoping Hurst was going to fall to fall to me. It's again, a long time before my pick. I'm now I'm just going to wait on tight end. I think. I'm going to pretend both my quarterbacks don't have the same bye week, which I didn't know before everyone started talking about. I'm going to go with a, two wide receivers. Hopefully we can repeat from last year. And uh, high upside in Will Fuller. All right, he's finally getting his, uh, his wide receivers after those three early running backs. Robert Woods was in the seventh, but now he comes back around in the eight nine turn with Devonta Parker and Will Fuller. Two very high upside, very possibly high risk guys. One hundred percent. But if if they can stay healthy, healthy, I mean, we saw produce, uh, Parker produce last year, and if I mean Fuller has such a high ceiling, if he can stay on the field, I don't know if he can, but. but. Does uh, Parker repeat as a wide receiver one this year? Twelve games. If he pay, if he plays like eight, I think he pays off. For Fuller, probably. Yeah. But what about Parker? I mean, he was a wide receiver one last year. Can he do it again? Yeah, I, th- I think they're both good picks. I think that's a great gamble to make at this point in the draft. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Fuller had such a high ceiling. And he could be number one wide receiver in Houston now with Nuke out. So if he could stay healthy, if he's not made of glass, you got a nice bargain there. So my running backs have all been extremely high upside, and why stop that now? I'm going to go with some Raheem Mostert at 9.02. He is walking that line with that edge with the running backs. Taylor Geis Mostert. That is why I like the 1.01 because I would start with CMC. But I think if you're going to be the 1.02, you get those wide receivers to fall. I would go upside all day with these three, but I don't know. I'd be interested to see someone who had the 102 look at this draft and be like, uh-uh, I'd never do that. Or, yeah, I'd try it. I don't hate most right there. I mean, you're talking about a guy who had, what, a third of the rushing share and still had almost 1,000 all-purpose yards? Well, if you feel any better, Stephanie was thinking about Raheem Mostert there, so you sniped him a little bit. Uh, he takes Joe Burrow instead at the 903, and Crocker just went with J.K. Dobbins. 
You were praising the Mark Ingram pick, so why are you taking Dobbins? I, the the opportunity in Baltimore is just way too good, and it's not. I don't think it's likely to be a like a full time split. I think it's going to be one guy is going to be very relevant. So, I, either one sounds good to me. Okay. Byron's taken with the 905. Tyler Higby. Uh-oh, guys, we got a tight end run. Austin Hooper with the 906 goes to Dan. Dan, I would take Hooper ahead of Hurst. Am I crazy? No, I had him ahead of him there. He was in my first tier. I also have Baker, so I'll complete the stack there. Good I just point. think Hurst, Hurst has so much more opportunity than Hooper. That's That's where I sort of draw the line for myself. Depends on what that Browns offense, how much it actually changes this year. Because we know that we know Baker has utilized tight ends in the past, and we know Stefanski has as well. Yeah, but I think it's going to – this is just my thought. It's going to be a heavier Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt-led offense with Odell and Landry getting their own. And we saw what Hooper can do, or he did last year with Atlanta and Hayden Hurst taking over that position this year. Hey, Austin Hooper is going into his prime with a big contract. I just find it hard to believe they're not going to use him. I mean, he's going to be 25 at the beginning of the season, granted for another month and a half or so, but he he's going into his prime. He hasn't even he hasn't even hit his prime. I don't. We also thought David Njoku was going to be used a lot too, though. I think that's all on Njoku, though. <laughs> After Hooper in the 907, we got Mike Williams. Uh, a lot of high upside pick there. And Jarvis Landry, 908, uh, goes to Dustin. Burrow, Mike Williams, we were talking about him a little bit in chat the other day. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Uh, it's just upside at this point. It's it's He had touchdowns one year. He had the yards the next year. He puts it, both, puts it all together. It's, it's going to pay off for me there. Okay. Landry... Uh, Put up a lot of points, but rather inconsistent. So we'll see if Dustin can get him a third wide receiver. I suppose it's worth the uh, wide receiver, uh, high wide receiver two upside. Philip, going with another quarterback at 909. Sam Darnold. Well, I knew looking at who's drafting in between my next two, my next pick, I knew that there was going to be at least another wide receiver and at least another quarterback probably off the board or uh, running back and quarterback off the board, I meant to say. Uh, so I was rolling the dice. I did not want to get stuck with Dwayne Haskins as my third QB, but I was hoping that I might have a chance at Matt Breida. So that did not <laughs> work out well. Yeah, Breida went right after you. I like that kind of like high ground, make them pay approach. You know, if you're if you're going to take all my uh, wide receivers there, Justin, then <laughs> I'm going to take your quarterbacks, right? So exactly. I, I like it. I like Fair it. Enough. George is on the clock at the nine eleven. Yeah, I was I was actually going to take Sam Darnold, um, so that was a, a pretty good pick. That just means I'm not taking a quarterback in the next two picks. So <laughs> I'm going to go with the receiver who has shown uh, if he doesn't get concussed, he could pretty much put up a thousand yards any given year. Go with Brandon Cooks. Brennan Cooks. Nice. Um, I'm not. I'm not too awful upset with uh, if I if I'm stuck with Haskins as my QB three. I think he does have a little bit of upside with 
the weapons that they're giving around them right now. Um, but I'm going to do the same thing that I keep doing in all the mocks here, and it's still here all the time, every time at the 910. So I can tell it's a horrible pick right now because it's always there. Nobody wants these guys. But I'm going to sure up a QB3 right there. Yeah, you, you took the QB I was hoping to get in the next round coming back. Uh, I didn't think anybody would take Fitzpatrick. So Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, and to a stack on the turn by Justin. Yeah, I, I, he did that to me on the last draft, and that was fine. Um, I, I've said the whole time, like when we did the last one, I'm only planning on starting one quarterback. Uh, I won't super flex a second quarterback if I don't have to. Um, I took my stud quarterback early, and the rest I'm just going to do positional players. Um, I was hoping to get one serviceable quarterback for uh, for bye weeks or in case of an injury, and if Wilson gets injured, my Scott Fishbowl is pretty much done, but I was willing to take that risk. So now I got to come back and see what I want to take because he kind of messed me up there. I'll go with Sony. I think – I think he gets a little boost with Cam Newton going to New England. Yeah, we were talking about the other day. I think the whole offense gets a boost, obviously. Yep. But in particular, Cam Newton could really help raise Sony's yards per carry because they've been pretty bad. But he could open things up possibly. Ooh, I like Tony Pollard there. That's a, that's a nice little upside pick. But that just means that my – target is still around for some high upside i love deandre swift coming out of the draft i hate the landing position but uh at this point in time i need somebody who's got you know good upside that can that can that can be a bell cow yeah you can't really hate him at that price um i really don't like what the lions do with their running backs but if swift can stay healthy at least we saw carry on putting up some decent points when he was healthy Maybe you can do the same and just keep it up. Uh, Dustin takes Ronald Jones with the next pick of the 10.05. I kind of do hate that one. Sorry, Dustin. Just not a <laughs> Ronald Jones guy. Uh, since, since like, well, two years ago when he was rookie. Barrel is uh, furiously clicking here, mashing the button on uh, Julian. Barrel, that's such a good pick. Edelman. That's such a good pick. <laughs> Cam Newton's there, so if you had some fears from, you know, Stidham, at least maybe now Julian Edelman can return some real value. That was an excellent pick there. And being that he sniped him, I only see one or and I don't know if I'm gonna do this in the real fishbowl. You know, do I go with a third quarterback or do you just stick with two and ride with what you have? But I'm okay with Haskins, so at this point I'll I'll lock down that third quarterback. So I only think there's only one starting one starting quarterback left on the board. Yeah, just to, to, there's two um, two teams I we could say of start two teams worth of starting quarterbacks on the board left, but uh, who knows? I what, forgot who one. Thinks which is going to be which? <laughs> um, Marvin Jones goes right after the, that Haskins pick. I like that. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn definitely would take him over Jones, but it's it's really interesting how close they are in the same round. Uh, a lot writing on which which way that goes there. Crocker, Crocker, you passed on James White. Stephanie took James White. Did you think he was going to come back, I, or you just forget about him? I just feel like the New England offense is going to help a lot of people. 
And he's like, all these players in this offense look good to me now if, if Cam's going to be healthy. Okay. Jacob's here at the 10-11. Yeah, this is me thinking about who's going to come back to me at the 11.02. And I'm leaning going with a high upside tight end again and getting uh, Jared Cook on the New Orleans Saints. I just think he can do a lot of good stuff for the uh, with Drew Brees. Again. Okay. <laughs> That was going to be my pick. I need a tight end. I think Noah Fan can do it. Long time before I get another uh, pick, I'm going to take a quarterback and a guy that I think will take over the starting position. Uh, and hopefully by week nine when my guys go on by with Nick Foles. Oh, there we go. There's one of them. Nick Foles. Is it Foles or is it Trubisky? So we'll see. I don't know if you actually have a starting quarterback there or not. So this, this fell exactly how I thought it would. And I'm again going high upside and going with Debo Samuel at 11.02. I was wondering when he was going to go. What's, yeah, what's going on? I, I just think this is best case scenario for the 1.02 pick. Is this just a lot of fear because it's the tournament and, and all that, that even if he comes back, you're still missing early games, I guess. That's all I can figure. Yeah, I could see that being the scare, but at this point, I mean, I guess he is my wide receiver three, which is sort of scary for me, but I can get a couple of guys and figure it out later and hope he turns it on after maybe week four, week five, and lead me to a championship. Right, right. Uh, Stephanie's on the clock, 111. Uh, with the Debo thing, I mean, there's lots of bad stories and cases of, of guys who have had that Jones fracture, but there's also what Julio Jones, right, who was fine. So, I'm not sure about that. I don't know why he would go uh, after a Will Fuller, not to slam on that pick, but it seems to me if I'm going to go up high upside, he, he belonged up in that range, the, the, the Jarvis Landry's, the Brandon Cooks. Deontay Johnson goes 11.03 to Stepney. Who said that? Yeah, you better defend that. <laughs> I think at this point in the 11th round, that's a high <laughs> upside pick. I think that's a good pick, too. I like I like him there. All right. I'm not going to complain. I I can't I can't wish him doing bad because I did manage to trade Marlon Mack for Deontay Johnson before rookie draft somewhere. So hope I yeah, get I'd say he has the most. I think he has the most upside out of everybody remaining because it's a bunch of rookies and then like Sterling Shepard, John Brown. I mean, yeah, Miko Hardman, but he's questionable. He's like what the third or fourth target on his team. So I like it. Crocker already has Zach Ertz, but he's still reaching on tight end here in the 11th of four pick with Mike Kosecki. Excuse me, sir. That was that was not a reach. I'm offended by Mike Kosecki belongs right there. Why does he not? He could. He could. There, there's also some scary things about him, but there's tons of potential for sure. Like that Jordan Howard pick there. I feel like you're getting a starter here. I like him. More than Brita. Some depth at some other positions. So even though even though you just dogged my boy, I'm gonna go with McCall Hardman in the upside here. 
Ooh. I've shamelessly plugged on Twitter how right before the <laughs> pandemic, I got to play basketball with McColl, Lenny Fournette, and Des Bryant. Wow. A vacation in Texas there, and Des tweeted that they're going to be at this gym. And I asked my relatives, I go, where's that gym? And they're like, we just passed it as we were driving home from this fair. So I should I go back? And I did and got to play basketball with them. It was awesome. Nice. Cole as fast as a deer. Now, I've Parker, heard the argument. This is why Gasicki was a reach. Yes. Thank you, <laughs> Beryl Joffrey. John U. Smith at the 1107. Um, he, he did much more with even less than Gasecki did. Uh, coming into his prime, we've been waiting for him. He's been one of those young tight ends who's supposed to be something. And uh, look, the, all the all the hate that Johnu gets about being low volume po- offense, like we weren't saying anything about that when it was Delaney Walker being a top, you know, tight end one. Christian Kirk goes after Johnu Smith, eleven oh eight to Dustin, and we're here. At Philip on the clock. Man, I was really hoping to uh, that Marvin Jones might fall a little bit farther another round and I could get a little lion stack with Matthew Stafford and uh, Marvin Jones. But um, one team's wide receiver one is still on the board. And as much as I'm not a fan of the Giants as a whole, I got to go ahead and grab Sterling Shepard right now as my third wide receiver. Interesting. A lot of people are really high on some other wide receivers there, and they might disagree that Shepard is as high as he should as as you have him here. You gonna defend that at all, Philip? Uh I don't know. There, there. I can see a world where Darius Slayton steps into the wide receiver one role, but right now, I think a healthy Sterling Shepard is still the go-to guy, um, and, and I'm just. I think I'm just willing to be wrong on Darius Slayton. It's like a mini cup, kind of like Cooper Cup. He's, and he's high on those touchdowns all the time, too, it seems. so. I can uh, throw some targets per game data to y'all. So, like, with the Giants, Evan Ingram actually led the team with 8.5 targets per game, and then it was Shepard with 8.3, Golden Tate with 7.7, and then Darius Slayton with six targets per game. So it's Pretty even. Yeah, it's it's an interesting interesting uh, wide receiver core. We got a tight end run on aisle eleven here. Um, T.J. Hawkinson eleven ten, Ian Thomas eleven eleven, Irv Smith, and Jay Sternberger back to back by Justin. He's definitely trying to lead a tight end uh, run. Justin, I'm not sure there's any tight ends left to tackle. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to lead it because I would have led it way back at Jared Cook, and that's pretty much exactly the order that my cue went away in. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Josh, I'm just looking at the roster lineups here. Is it four flex spots or three flex spots with the super flex? I, I think it's three flex spots and a super flex. Okay. Yeah, I may have have said it wrong. I've got it pulled up here. I can work. Yeah, it's it's uh, three flex spots plus the one super flex. Okay, that's what. So, so the guy I'm going to take next is, according to Sleeper, they have him ranked one thousand four hundred and fifty-four. AJ, <laughs> JJ Taylor. No, Antonio Brown. JJ Taylor would be much higher than that. That's true. 
I'm going to look him up. I got to find out where JJ Taylor is at. Uh, also not, not high. So yeah. So, uh, Antonio Brown off the board. There you go. There he goes. I, Hey, he's worth a shot. I'm not sure. I guess at this point it's worth the price of giving up a pick. Being at the the back end, I I wanted him on my team, and I'm not willing to take the chance that he's going to last another 22 picks to get back to me. I think I think there's a lot of smart people. I think there's a lot of sharp people that we're drafting with, and I think somebody would have took a flyer on him before it got back to me at 1311. Uh, That's quite possible. Uh, Benjamin went Tyrod Taylor in the 12th. I like that pick. That is quite possibly the last starting quarterback, unless Trubisky starts over Fools. And Philip, back to you. You've got a pretty balanced a- team here, but your your running backs are kind of either old or rookies. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. Uh, there's a lot of wide receivers that I still kind of have some hope in. Um, the running backs are quickly turning into maybes. So I'm going to at least shore one up, I think. And I'm going to get an insurance policy slash flex play with Duke Johnson. I got both D Johnsons out of Houston that way. Okay. I have a question for y'all. What do y'all think about stacking running backs on the same team versus spreading it out with Scott Fishbowl? Because I was thinking spreading it out, but I don't know, because this is my first year, if y'all have any other insight. I mean, I clearly don't like running backs, evidently. (laughs) (laughs) I would probably say only in some of the more uncertain situations where you're looking at like Mac and Jonathan Taylor or – uh, Rojo and Vaughn, like those, those type of where where it could the chips could fall either way. That's really the only way I would condense. Otherwise, I would I would diversify. And for me, in this case, you know, Duke Johnson's a guy that we've seen always kind of be an RB two um, on his team, but has always right. had some flex value on his own as well. So even though I've got two guys on the same team in a pinch, I could start both. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Talk I think to Tyrod Taylor when we got Duke really Johnson. Duke Johnson twelve oh four. Marlon Mack twelve oh five. Darius Slayton, we were talking about two oh six. And Dan, you just took Tariq Cohen, the forgotten running back. Yeah, there's a few running backs as I end up here. I'm really intrigued by the tight ends. I mean, there's the last five tight ends that went. Even six tight ends are very intriguing to me. Seven, eight, eight, seven, eight. Like who, someone's going to break out of that group, maybe more than one. A couple will probably disappoint. You know, it makes me think, you know, I, I should have went tight end around earlier. Uh, Jarwin just went. There's another guy I was looking at. You know, I definitely saw some depth there. I'm but, surprised uh, you didn't intriguing. go with Jarwin. I know. I can't be a homer all the time. <laughs> That'd you be the triple stack. You don't see a, a 50 for 500 season for him or no? I love Jarwin. I, you know, I I don't know why on like third and long situations, and I love Witten, but when it's third and long, you need some guy that could get yards after the catch, and Jarwin is that guy. He's exciting to watch, so I think he's had a really good year. But these couple rounds here, I think, are critical. It really got me thinking about you know what running backs, tight ends, should we should be zeroing in on. 
trying to get Crocker in here, but I can't count apparently because I have too many people on. Uh, Crocker, you're on the clock. 40 seconds. What do you got? Dude, running back super gross right now. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I just can't do it. I just can't do it. <laughs> Ooh, backing up Fair. Zach Ertz with Dallas Goddard. Uh, I think he's got independent value too, and so plus that is bonus of backing up Ertz. That's, I like it. Yeah, I agree. I really like that pick. Uh, making the guys here on the turn pay for not having all the tight ends they want. Hey, I'm good at tight end. I'm I'm great. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. We got a, the, the senior <laughs> tight end club here with Hayden Hurst and Jared Cook. Hey, well, that's, that's all you need. Productive tight ends, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you guys made this hard on Stephanie because he doesn't have a tight end yet. <laughs> that's that's a rough spot. And he still oh, does he said, it. Wow. <laughs> Philip Lindsay. Interesting. I, was, I like it. I, I respect that. If I was going to take a running back, it was going to be <sighs> Lindsay. I respect that. He's digging in. He's like, well, if you guys are going to take a tight ends, that's fine. That's fine. I'll go. I'll go somewhere else. This right here is an interesting spot for me. I'm going to go running back, and I'm between Carryon Johnson, Latavius Murray, and Tevin Coleman. So, um, I mean, why not keep going for the home run approach? Latavius Murray showed that he can score points whenever he was on the field with Kamara out, so why not? And uh, Kamara is of the same class as possible holdouts Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon. Uh, that makes me feel even better. Thank you. You know, we don't talk about it much, but... He... He could, and he and he hasn't. He hasn't even gotten the money those guys have because he was picked later, third round, I believe. This tight end I really feel like gross. <laughs> I feel like Marlon Mack is like actually the last palatable running back, and I probably want him to be like my RB four. So I'm feeling a little short. <clears throat> I really don't hate the Murray because we've seen them have him him have even independent value in certain games, and uh, yeah, Kamara is a bit of a glass cannon kind of thing. On the turn, fantasy champ taking his tight end and shoring up that wide receiver core: Chris Hernan and Anthony Miller. You like Anthony Miller? I do like Anthony Miller. If Nick Foles takes over this starting position. He loves throwing it to the slot. That's going to be Anthony Miller's position. The kid's got talent. Uh, I don't think Trubisky's going to keep the job, so I like him there. Yeah, you did take Foles, and so you're definitely digging in on that take. Could pay off if uh, if it goes that way. Yeah, Miller's a guy I, I can't seem to get on board with, but if it was Foles, I could definitely – I could see me. I could buy it much mm -hmm. easier. Made it hard on Jacob, apparently. Yeah, I finally snipe you. You didn't snipe me. I'm I'm actually off on Miller. His shoulder injuries make me really nervous, but he definitely is a high upside pick. That if he's his if he's healthy, he'll ball out for sure, no doubt about it. 
Um, I'm just trying to decide between how crazy high upside I want to go. And so I'm going to make Dan proud and go with some CD lamb right here. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. There it is. Uh, yeah, there's lots of volume there, I think still. So he could, he could put up a decent wide receiver three season, possibly Jack, Jack Doyle goes, uh, that is Stephanie's first tight end. Not sure that would be my first pick. But for the 13th, you could do worse. A.G. Dillon, 13.04 to Crocker. Um, you're going to a lot of rookie running backs here. Why not? I guess. You got Zeke, so I mean, you got that locked in. I mean, I just need one guy to hit, yeah. There you go. I need Zach a second Moss. tight end. Byron takes Zach Moss right before Dan. Um not a big fan, but I can't. I, he belongs right with AJ Dillon at a range. So I'm seeing Zach Moss there, but I need a second tight end after punting all the good young upside tight ends that you guys took between Doss and Knox. Gonna find some gold down here. Have an upside, and I, I, I'm probably gonna go with Doss and Knox, but I, I gotta put a little plug in there to OJ Howard. You know, I know Gronk's there. If anyone can make him good, it's Tom Brady. I still believe he's talented, but. I don't have the kahunas to take him, so give me Knox. Yeah, finding some gold. No one's getting my Fort Knox gold jokes, obviously. Uh, we're moving on to <laughs> Earl Joffrey, 1307. Knox is an interesting one because he was hyped in the dynasty world, and then he sort of dropped off. Like, I've seen no talk about him at all. Is it because of Diggs? Yeah, I mean, like 50 targets year one. He probably belongs over Johnny Smith. That's where he belongs. You hush your mouth. <laughs> That's spicy. He, he belongs ahead of Jack Doyle and, and Herndon, for sure, I think. After that, we've got Burl going with McFarland Jr. Um, yeah, did, did Jalen Samuel die or Benny Snell die? I mean, why are we why are people so high on McFarland? They want somebody to validate that role. I, Farrell. I like McFarland. Defend your pick. Yeah, I just, I just don't, I don't think they felt comfortable with what they had behind Connor, and they showed it again year after year after year. They keep going after another running back because they never feel comfortable, and so new flavor. His film's impressive. He's an explosive running back. There's, there's, there's up, there's potential. Ooh, okay. So after against Connor's help. Two high potential explosive players when we got Henry Ruggs with the 1308 um, to Dustin, and then Philip went Emmanuel Sanders, who kind of gets forgotten about there down there with the Saints. I mean, he's he's older, but huh? what do you think? Someone besides Michael Thomas has got to catch a few balls. So we said last year. <laughs> I'm curious what you guys think is we're, we're winding this down and I don't want to like spoil anyone's pick, but it's a mock draft, but lamb rugs, Denzel Mims all before Judy. I didn't miss anything. Did I any Judy getting no love? I mean, in dynasty plenty, but for year one, I'm not seeing that. Not, not with that quarterback too. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think it has more to do with the drew lock factor than anything. We don't, we still don't know with him. We'll, we'll definitely know after this season. For sure. Benjamin went Mims with the thirteen ten. 
possibly, I mean, I heard uh, Peter Howard today talking about how Mims could have, he should have a, above 10% tight end share, I mean, touch, target share. So as far as rookies go, it's a pretty safe floor, you'd hope. Um, waiting on George here. Yeah, I'm debating on, on on what I'm doing here. You got any more players who are no longer in the league next five seconds? Uh, this one's still in the league. He's a rookie. Kind of like him. There you go, T. Higgins. I think all all the all the rookies are going now, right? I've got a nice, pretty, double tapped, color coded, pleasing uh, <laughs> board going here. So. uh very OCD. Yeah. yeah, I never do that, so that's pretty cool. But uh, I'm not going to break it now. Obviously, it better be green. I've been taking running backs since one two, so <laughs> I should probably pick up a couple running backs here. I don't know. They say they say that they're pretty important. Um, uh, they don't matter. And then, and then I need to get to bed, fellas, because I got an early morning ahead of me. So um, thanks again, Josh, for having thanks me on. Join us. Appreciate you guys. Nice to meet you guys. And uh, have a good one, man. Have a good Justin one. Is good night. Have a good night, Justin. I love yep. that Tevin Coleman picked though. So because Justin took care on Johnson and Tevin Coleman on the turn. He does have, in case you can't see the board, he has every turn gone back to back, same position. I respect that. Uh running back in the first two, then two quarterbacks, then four wide receivers, then two quarterbacks, two tight ends, and now two running backs to close it out. Uh Nikhil Harry goes with Geo's pick, I like it. Again, kind of playing George, that. That's who I was going to take. <laughs> you count on Cam Newton a lot here with both Sony and Harry. Well, I mean, there was a little debate whether Nikhil Harry or Josh Jacobs should have been the one-on-one last year. Now, I get Nikhil Harry's coming off an injury, but he's going to have Cam Newton at his quarterback. Cam Newton has made some pretty crappy receivers look semi-relevant. Um. Funches comes to mind as one of them, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Nikhil Harry. I, I I still like the talent. He missed a lot of last year, but I mean, 14th round, why not? All right, 14:02, Nikhil Harry. 14:03, Benjamin took Brandon Ayuk. Um, a lot of people think my last pick is going all upside. So I'm either thinking uh, Antonio Gibson. Um, just to throw crap on a wall and see what sticks for running backs. But uh, I think one guy that really has a good shot at getting a ton of targets and being viable in his rookie year is Justin Jefferson. Thank you. There it is. I was wondering what is going on. Why is Mims going ahead of Justin Jefferson? Ayuk too. Um, quite possibly the best, you know, first year, you know, right off the bat opportunity up there. Very happy to see him still available in the 14th. Dustin takes Gibson right after. Maybe he was listening, or maybe you were on the same <laughs> wavelength there. Um, and then Jalen Rager. We, like I said, we got all the all the rookie wide receivers going on. <laughs> Joffrey goes Rager. Dan going Judy finally. Waiting on Byron. slide anymore. Judy is is the what? One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eighth, seventh rookie wide receiver off the board. Good value. 
Dynasty wide receiver two, usually. Not redraft, apparently. I feel like you should be around two or three. I think it depends on the situation. I could see people jumping Justin Jefferson and Rager over him. Ruggs is an interesting pick, though, for sure. Yeah, uh, Curtis Samuel going here, 1408 to Byron. The most Crocker pick ever in the 14th, Chase Edmonds. (laughs) (laughs) No one's worried about Eno Benjamin in this one? I kind of am, really. Uh, Yeah, I kind of am. I like Eno a lot better than Chase, personally. I think if if I'm throwing the dart, that's where I'm going. Stephanie going, uh, trying to recover on the tight ends here with the Kyle Rudolph 14-10 and waiting on Jacob here to close this out. Uh, he and Fantasy Champ, last two picks. So with this pick, I would do a back-to-back most likely, but I'm just going to pick the first guy up on ADP, Joshua Kelly, and then I try to get Justin Jackson on the 15.02. I like that. I like that. I'm not sure what to think there, but I just like Eckler, so I just don't I don't really worry about it. Preston Williams, last pick here in the 14th round. That's as far as we're gonna go tonight. Uh I like that pick. Coming off Same. ACL. But at this point. What do you think? What do you expect out of Preston this year? I'm not sure what I to expect, but I think he can definitely I didn't Remember, I actually took Devontae Parker, too. But, uh, but he definitely has some upside. He he showed us what he can do before getting injured last year. So I think we hear a couple good reports on him. You'd be thrilled with him at that in the, at that round. Look, Preston I- Williams, when he was on the field, he was he was having a really sneaky good season last year. So I think uh, I think taking him with a 14th round pick is is just right. I mean. Really good upside, um, probably a pretty safe floor, and you 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 hardly paid anything for him in the draft. I remember last summer I was really kind of poo-pawing the idea of Cup Cooper Cup coming back so early from an ACL. Um, I was downplaying Emmanuel Sanders with an Achilles. I just didn't see how that was going to happen. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Uh, he's young. He's younger than those guys. If he's putting in the work, uh, he's going to hit. Uh, I, I like it too. I like it a lot. So last time we looked through, uh, we looked back at kind of the teams and our own teams. Um, so I, we'll start there. I want a little bit of a retrospective on your own team. Quick summary here. A couple minutes uh, of how your draft went. Crocker, you've had some time to think here since you took your last pick. We'll start it off with you. What do you think? You know what? Like I'm, I'm good with, I'm good with Zeke as an RB one. I really like Ertz. I feel like he has a chance to get a ton of volume. The thing I didn't like about my draft, I think instead of Cam Newton, I probably should have taken best available running back. Like I would have. You know, maybe James White. Jeez, I don't know. Like, I feel like I needed another running back, and I'm not sure where I would have got him in. 
So that's that's what I'm thinking about on this draft. The rest of it, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what I got where I got. Just a little short on running back. Okay. Okay. I think that Cam Newton kind of saved your draft, to be honest, but... <laughs> what do you mean? Savage. Are you worried about the QB situation? Yeah, when your quarterback one is Ryan Tannehill, that's a definitely kind of concern. <laughs> I think George is right with the QB and the QB spot and then the, the super flex being maybe not a QB that will have to play a non-QB one. Does George have anything to say about that? What do you think about your team? So I'm, not, about- I'm not super worried about quarterback depth. I would have been okay with Ryan Fitzpatrick as a QB two. Okay. I like your Zeke at 104, and so that kind of let you not have to worry about running back too bad. You got a bunch of later round rookies, high upside. I like it. Tight ends, I like it. I like your uh, – your wide receiver core is pretty solid. Possibly the best here, maybe. George won't be happy about that. But, uh, yeah, I think you recovered with the kid. That's what I'm saying. The Cam Newton pick made it for me. So, I like it. If it wasn't for that, it would be. Okay, guys, be really I'm going to see you later. Thanks for the draft, man. I had a good time. Yep. Thanks for joining us. See you, buddy. Right, I got to Josh early so we could, he could get out of here. Uh, George, I'm going to jump to you here since since he mentioned you and your your whole one quarterback strategy, which uh, you definitely stuck to tonight. What do you think about your team? So I, I think a couple of things on my draft. I'm not very happy with it. Um, I loved getting Michael Thomas. I loved getting Russell Wilson. Uh, like my first four or five picks, you know, I'm perfectly fine with starting that way. Uh, Justin got me, got me Fitzpatrick and Tua on that turn. Um, I was planning on taking Fitzpatrick as my second quarterback just so I would have somebody as a bi-week replacement for Russell Wilson. Um, I, with all the negative points quarterback score, I, I truly don't think you have to play a quarterback in your super flex position. Um, everybody else is taking two or three quarterbacks, which is just pushing value down and down and down, down the charts. That, that leaves you, if you're not taking three quarterbacks and you're not really drafting a second or even a third quarterback really early, that's leaving you fantastic value to fill out the rest of your roster and your other positions. Um, I think I kind of overcompensated by taking as many running backs as I did, where in the last draft I loaded up on the wide receivers early and felt like I was then chasing running backs. So I did the opposite this draft. And I think I think I need to get a little bit better balance on on that. You kind of step behind on two different positions then. Yeah. yeah. I would add. Yeah. Oh. Go, ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, you brought up a good point with negative QB points. Like maybe it's better to not put someone in at QB instead of getting someone like a Herbert. Like maybe it's better to not play anybody at all. Yeah, I, I just look at it as you're going to have – most people are going to have, you know, two quarterbacks starting because it's super flex, and that's naturally what you do. But 
with all the negatives for sacks and, and turnovers and minus six for a pick six, like that's a lot of negative points. You get negative points for incompletions. Like there's a lot of negatives going for those quarterbacks. And I'm just, I'm not sold that you have to play two quarterbacks in your super flex or a quarterback in your super flex to be successful in the Scott fishbowl this year. Sure. I, I think you're, you're perfectly okay. Punting, basically punting that position, taking one quarterback that you feel comfortable starting week in week out and just punting the position and getting a serviceable backup. Uh, that's what I, I planned on doing, but the quarterbacks just went way too fast, and I thought there was better value still on the board. And then by the time I was ready to take a second quarterback, it, you know, the guys I felt comfortable taking at that time were gone. Right. So it's definitely zigging when everybody else is zagging because that's the first time, and it makes complete sense when you say it out loud, and when I think about the scoring and everything now, it makes complete sense. And I'm mad that I didn't think about it first. Well, Phil, just, what do you think about your draft then? Because you uh, you took Stafford was your first one, who I you know, I like as your as a quarterback one, but then you took a couple more when Drew Locke and Sam Darnold later. What do you yeah, think about your draft? So, then? starting off two tight ends is interesting. Um, you kind of feel good through about five rounds, and then you start really feeling some pressure. Um, after that. <laughs> Round eight got real, real heavy, but, uh, I, I don't mind. I, I like, I told you when I took him, I love Matthew Stafford, but I actually really liked Drew Locke this year. Um, even more so than, than all the hype around Daniel Jones. I think that the Broncos really did an incredible job at building up a team of weapons around Drew Locke to set him up to succeed. Um, and I think having Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, um, coming out of the backfield and being able to catch dump off passes, I think that Drew Locke could be a real sneaky weapon in the Scott Fishbowl. So I love him as my second QB. Um, but where, where I really started feeling the the pinch was, you know, in those later rounds when I only had two running backs and two wide receivers and, and how I was going to supplement the rest of my uh, team with those guys. I really like that Drew Locke pick. Um if we're looking at just like four point per touchdown leagues, he was QB 30 in points per game and Scott Fishbowl QB 19. That to me shows upside. He's definitely Thank got, you, Jake. I did not know that. Got some better <laughs> uh, weapons there now, I hope. Although, I mean, they, they added Judy and then Hamler. I'm not, it's not like he didn't already have Sutton and Fant. So maybe sometimes I think that gets overplayed. Like I said, I really like for for this scoring especially. I really like the fact that he's got two uh, fantastic running backs coming out of the backfield too. I think I think he might be able to really increase his uh, completion percentage by you know being able to check down to those guys, not just throwing you know jump balls to Cortland Sutton all game long and YOLO. Well, I think you basically have four wide receiver ones in Kittle, Andrews, Cup, and Lockett. When you look at it that way, it's not so bad. Yeah. All right. Who else? Who's next here? Uh, Dan, what do you think about your team? You started off with Dak Prescott, followed up with Sanders, Drake, Cooper for that stack, Mayfield as your second quarterback. What do you think about this? 
Uh, you know, I went in here with a strategy, you know, looking at that sixth spot. You know, if no one wanted to gift me one of those first five guys, one of those three stud running backs or elite two quarterbacks, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued by taking Dak, not just being a Cowboys fan, but I think the stars are aligned based on everything built around them. The Clappers out of Dallas. So I think McCarthy's going to take that team to the next level. At least I'm hoping, um, you know, kicking around the tight ends a little bit. But my biggest takeaway, you know, I have the running back depth that I love, you know, Miles Sanders and Drake. I think they're in great situations. Um, again, just Cooper, you know, supported my Dak pick early there. But all the talk that, you know, this great crew that we got to draft with tonight talked about with the quarterbacks, I think where I lost value that I like to gain back is, you know, maybe sliding on Baker so then I could get a Beckham or a Thielen uh, there. And that takes a little pressure on Cooper having to come through and then sliding on Haskins in the 10th where maybe I could have got a Marvin Jones and Noah Fant, uh, get some more value there just to – take a little pressure off some of my picks. I like the upside though, overall the roster, you know, having the, you know, Hilton, Hollywood Brown, Hooper. I think it's just, I went for like a solid balanced roster and I think I achieved that, but I just lost some value. I think reaching a little bit on that quarterback depth. You're going to really need those, those running backs to come through. You got a lot of high upside uh, kind of boomer bust wide receivers with, uh, even even Cooper, you know, and then Hilton, Brown, and Nicole Hardman. It kind of just good rolling with my guys here with the upside. But like I said, there's a lot of pressure on that upside to pan out. So I was able to at least I think identify some areas where I could get some more solid value, you know, just maybe get one, maybe get a second quarterback later, but not get Mayfield and Haskins as high as I did. I think in these tournaments, sometimes we get too focused on on like getting the guys that if they hit, they'll help us win it all. Um, you take those guys, but you get them at, at good value. If you reach for them, you lose all the value that they could have given you because uh, someone else in some other divisions getting them two, three rounds later than you reached for them. So I don't feel like you really reached on any of these high upside guys. So they're the kinds of guys that I really think could help you propel your team if they do hit because you didn't, you didn't give up other guys to take them. Uh, they yeah. really did fall to you. Hoping to repeat Especially a little bit of Nicole Hartman in the 11th, man. I love that pick. Hoping to repeat a little bit of luck last year. Like I, I got some upside guys. I'm looking at last year, Scott Fishbowl. You know, I, it was Derek Henry in the fourth. He had a monster year. I took May Mahomes at 107 last year. That was a big pick. Uh, Cooper in the third round. I had DJ Moore in the sixth. Godwin in the seventh. You know, Miles Sanders in the ninth. I had Mark Andrews in the tenth. So I had a lot of good upside that panned out last year. Metcalf in the thirteenth, and it was eleven and one riding high. And I think where I lost steam last year was injuries. I had James Conner in the second, who we know he he busted, didn't have a good year. And I look later in the Scott Fishbowl draft, I had a lot of just garbage with the late picks. So hopefully I didn't tail off. I think like this year's late picks in this mock that we just did, you know, maybe there's a little more upside, like you mentioned with Hardman. You know, I think Cohen's got a solid role locked in there. Knox has some upside. Judy's got more upside. So we'll see how it goes. At the 101, uh, fantasy champ. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, easy pick, I, I guess. After that, Jones, Wentz, Chris Carson, Thielen, Goff, Woods, Parker, Fuller, and Fant is your first tight end in the 10th. Um, what was your feelings on how this turned out. Well, I really enjoyed this draft. Um, 
you know, this, this draft really reaffirmed my strategy of getting solid running backs early and often to be able to start with Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, and Chris Carson, you know, Carson, yes, has an injury risk, but there is such a huge drop off eventually when it comes to these running backs. And there are such great later round wide receiver values. Now, obviously Devonte Adams falls to me at two twelve. I take him. Uh, my biggest weakness I see is obviously my, my tight ends. Uh, Jake did a great job of sniping Hayden Hurst and Jared Cook, who I would have been happy with was my tight end one. But, you know, overall, I'm pretty happy with both my running back core and my wide receiver core. The the tight ends and the quarterbacks do confuse me. I've never played in the fishbowl before, and the scoring system is so unique. Um, but I'm happy with Carson Wentz. I'm learning that you really need to – or I need to at the 101 need to get a quarterback at the two, three turn. Cause I mean, you just see how quickly they flew up the board. Don't love golf. If those receivers you took stay healthy, that's a really intriguing roster you have there. You know, the upside of the fuller and Parker Preston Williams late. That Thank really you. Be nice. You got Thirteen hundred ninety-nine people you got to beat. It's really going to have to be a risky lineup if you want to win this thing. And guys with tremendous upside. So, yeah, I feel like where you took quarterbacks wasn't a problem. I just, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be happy with which ones it turned out to be. It's almost like you could have. Uh, yeah, but. You couldn't have even reached early because you were at the end of the kind of a run of tight ends there. You ended up taking Thielen and then, and then Goff. Um, when it came all the way back around, a bunch of them had disappeared by then. Right. I'm not sure what else you could have done unless you would have had to give up on Chris Carson, basically. Yeah, I wasn't willing to do that. So it is what it is, and you know, there's going to be have to be sacrifices in the real thing. So that's where I'm willing to make them, I guess. Hopefully I'll get a Teddy on the, on the, the turn and Jake at the one oh one and not in my division. So <laughs> hopefully you don't have a uh, Jake, the snake here sniping. you. We've been talking for over two. a month now, so I know all his picks. He knows all mine. I did the same thing the last time we did this to him. So yeah, he did. <laughs> How you feel about yours, Jake? Um, so I think I had the, best first three picks with Adams going into second Hill being in the third but then I really screwed the pooch by going Jimmy Garoppolo instead of Chris Carson because I think if I switch those two guys that could have made my draft because I mean we look at my running backs Jonathan Taylor Darius Geis Raheem Mostert Latavius Murray Joshua Kelly like all risky all questionable workloads coming their way at the start of the season so getting that Chris Carson early would have been nice um other than that, I'm happy with my draft. I think it fell how I wanted it to, and Debo in the 11th, I like that pick. So what do y'all think? Hard to beat that Debo pick. <laughs> I was surprised to see Debo go ahead of uh, Brandon Ayuk because uh, everything else I've been doing, you know, I've been seeing him fly off the board, but that's that's not Scott Fishbowl related. So, um I think the value that Debo is going to bring after those first couple of weeks, if he misses, you know, the, the start of the season is going to be going to really come through. Yeah, I agree. 
I think the the That's juxtaposition it. of of fantasy champs 101 and you at 102 here, where he took you know three running backs in the first four, and you have none. You have two quarterbacks and two wide receivers, um, is really interesting, and in how that affected the rest of your draft. You know, mm-hmm. you were now reaching on your running backs, so you know setting the top four picks aside now looking at just what came after that it's like you're going jonathan taylor who do you rather have jonathan taylor adam thielen you know so i'm just going like one for one here like darius geis or robert woods okay that one is definitely woods so i think on both of those it feels (laughs) like fantasy champ comes out on top but somehow you did flip the script on him later like he was saying then he you got those tight ends ahead of him Hurst over Parker, that's not too crazy. Mostert over Fuller, that's not unreasonable. Yeah, it's another. Like... Go ahead, Dan. I was just say it's another example, like similar to what I felt. Like you know, you went for that quarterback. I like Garoppolo. I was a little nervous with without Debo, but you just lost that value that you needed to keep up. You know, I think I think you hit it right on the head there. If you had Chris Carson, now you're a little more balanced and strong at running back and you still would have been strong at quarterback. Yeah, and I was just going to add that I feel like the 1.01 and 1.02 are just going to hate each other the whole draft, and same with the 1.11 and the 1.12. Like, you're just going to hate yeah. each other. Yeah, that, that happened quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like Stephanie's team, you know, I'm not sure if he's still around. It kind of came out sneaky good. If Maybe, maybe he could have squeezed in a tight end sooner, but um, it's – Maybe that's because he passed on tight end completely that it came the rest of the positions came out looking so nice. But when you got Barkley, Montgomery, and Hunt are solid in the sixth and seventh. Breeze and Brady, Julio and Evans, and Boyd, Deontay Johnson as your fourth wide receiver. I feel like he did a pretty good job kind of just playing off of you two, t- picking up the scraps of what was best available after you two. What do y'all think about switching Deontay Johnson with Dallas Goddard? I think that would be an interesting little switcheroo. Reaching for him there. It is a little reach, but I think Goddard has the most upside out of Gasecki, Smith, and the rest of the guys picked. So I think if he would have took uh, Deontay Johnson and switched him with Jonu Smith, I think I like that a lot better. Yeah. Give me Goddard, or even if he would have gone for, you know, just shooting for the moon with one of those last picks and taking Eric Ebron instead of Kyle Rudolph. I think that would be a little bit more explosive as well. Yeah. You, you are speaking my language. I think we go back to the 10th and see his James white pick as much as I like it. He's got Barkley Montgomery and hunt. I feel like he's strong at running back. He could have gone, he could have secured a tight end there or even short up a wide receiver in, in like Debo. Um, yeah, he could have. He could have. He didn't really need to go with James White or Philip Lindsay. I feel like if if we kind of kind of like we were talking about how fantasy champs and uh, Jacob, you you go in different ways early around. Whether you're going hard on running back, wide receiver, I think you gotta you gotta really run with that. And whatever you pick is gonna be your strength. You really you need to let that strength in those early rounds carry you and not keep taking those positions later. And you kind of dilute, you know, the value that you got by taking them early. Um, 
Yeah. That's a great point because I think if we see OBJ or maybe A-Rob over Jonathan Taylor switch Jimmy Garoppolo with Chris Carson and then switch Darius Geis with maybe A.J. Brown, that's an interesting roster. It sucks at running back, but I like it. Sort of run with whatever you get strength at the beginning. What is your uh, you guys' favorite pick by somebody here? We'll try to close it out, George, starting with you. Um, favorite pick by somebody that not on your team. I know, I know, Michael Thomas was great, but <laughs> you you can't go wrong with Michael Thomas that late uh, in the first. You just can't. Um, my favorite pick, just quickly going through. I, I think the AJ Brown at 704 was a really good pick. Um, he stacked him. Uh, Crocker stacked AJ Brown and Tannehill, which I love. And the value of getting him in the seventh round is, is, is phenomenal. So I think that AJ Brown pick was a really, really good pick. Okay. Dan, what do you think? I'll stay on the same roster there and go right before that with Keenan Allen. Uh, you know, not having a actual cheat sheets on me, just going by the sleeper app. I was like, oh wait, Keenan, Keenan was there. I thought that was a steal at uh, six point nine. All right, Philip, who did you like? That was actually exactly what I was looking at too. Once he, once Dan started bringing that up, I started scrolling trying to find something else. But it, it's it's hard to to not give props to somebody snaking, uh, snagging Keenan Allen there at the back end of the sixth round. I mean, that that's an awesome value for, for that position. I'm pretty sure whoever ke- took Keenan Allen in the, the draft we did last time, the first time we did this, I, he was my answer to this question as well. Uh, whoever took him, I believe, in the fifth or sixth round. So that's someone, I guess, just to keep an eye on. Just don't don't lose track of him in that ADP list that he's, he's still going to be there. Um, fantasy champ, who's your favorite? Uh, I'm going to say Marvin Jones at the 10 8. I really like Marvin Jones. I think he's as solid as they come. And did they sack him with Stafford? No, the guy that got Stafford didn't get him. No, I was, I was looking at, I was looking at Marvin Jones hard and then he went right before I could grab him. Yeah. So I like Jones. Okay. Jacob. So mine's actually an earlier pick. Uh, it's Drew Brees at the 2.10. I really think Drew Brees should be the number three quarterback taken in this uh, Scott Fishbowl. He's been QB2 in points per game in 2019 and 2018. And I just I just uh, just love that upside at 2.10. As a 103 slot, I feel that like Drew Brees should always fall to the 210. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like he actually could in like maybe what sixty to seventy percent of drafts. It's yeah, yeah it's, it's going to depend. Even the first time we did this to this time, we saw some of the difference. I mean, I believe I got Mark Andrews at the three oh three the first time we did this. This time he's going two oh four. There's going to be a lot of variation these first two three rounds on how highly the the, the owners are valuing quarterback and tight end. I think everything else is going to kind of. There's going to be a lot of running backs. We know that. Um, but we're going to see who reaches. And it's not even reaches. It's just who's going to take that first plunge in and, on tight ends early and who's going to just stack up quarterbacks early too. Just a quick question for you guys while I have you. At the 2-3 turn, would you have gone Wentz or Murray or Ryan? 
For me, I I'm going Murray. I think Murray's got the best the best upside now that he's got DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Um, I just right. he's mobile. He's got Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, a plethora of good receiving backs too with with Kenyon Drake, Eno Benjamin, and Chase Edmonds. I think I think Murray has a a, a lot of potential to surprise us in 2020. Yeah, I'd second that. And even with Matty Ice there in Atlanta, all that firepower around him, they just seem a little safer than me than Carson Wentz. Uh, that that wide receiver core in Philly, you're just relying on a lot of guys staying healthy, I think, to take them at that point. So I, I see the upside, but I, I feel safer with safer and have an upside with Murray and Matty Ice. With, with having the clarity of the draft being over and looking back, I think, honestly, I probably would have punted quarterback at 3-1 and – took one of the, the the next three wide receivers that went with Tyree Coolio or Chris Godwin. And then at the five one, I, I think I would have drafted Ryan Tannehill instead of Adam Thielen. But I mean, that's just, you know, I've got hindsight. It's 2020 now. Um, but I, I think that I would have liked the team a lot better with Tannehill at the five one. And then one of those receivers at the three one. You read my mind, George, because that's exactly what I was going to say. And like you said, it is hindsight. We look back and, I mean, I talked about my pick in the fourth round and how I wish I could have changed it. Yep. Um, and I also think at the 6-12, it's very likely that you could also get Teddy Bridgewater, which makes the draft even more appealing. So. Yep. Tannehill Bridgewater, you mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, getting the Tyreek Hill at 3.01 and then get Tannehill at 5.01 and Bridgewater at the 6-12. Right. Now, does does Tannehill worry anybody else in this particular scoring format? Because with all the negative points that quarterbacks can score, plus the low volume that Tannehill is actually involved in that offense, he does not have a lot of room for error. If he throws up a jump ball to A.J. Brown a couple times a game, that could really sort of tank your week. So, so last year um, with the games that he played, and I, I think somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Tannehill was like the number nine overall quarterback in this scoring for the Scott Fishbowl. But that is based that that's that's betting on hyper efficiency. Yeah. Well, Tannehill is a stud than, in his games. I give I give you that. But he, yeah. like I said, he just does. He has very small room for error. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he was a good quarterback in Miami pre Adam Gase. Like <laughs> like like Adam Gase has this magic ability to make people really bad. And, and, and then you get teams like the New York Jets who go, hey, I want you to come make my team bad too. Um, so I don't get it, but pre-Adam pre, pre Gase in Miami, Tannehill was actually a pretty decent quarterback. I'd also decent. add that in – I've done a lot of points per game stuff looking at the QBs, and Tannehill was the – seventh QB in points per game in the rank. And then in like normal, he was QB nine. So he does get that bump okay. in the Scott Fishbowl scoring. I, I do agree that the uh, efficiency is somewhat of a concern, but I just lean a little bit more towards the upside guy, which to me is Tannehill over someone like Brady at that point. And when it comes to yeah, the-, the, the, the thing that, that really concerns me about Wentz is, is he going to make it the whole season? Mm. I mean, Ryan Tannehill's had his own issues with injuries, granted, but it just seems like every year Wentz is missing three, four, 
you know, games a, a season. Yeah, so the question, yes, the question was kind of about how after what Drew Brees, um, should he have gone Kyler Murray or Carson once on the 2-3 turn? Now, usually Kyler Murray, am I, am I correct, usually goes before Drew Brees? No, not necessarily. No. Yeah, no. no, I would say that I would say no on that. I guess not in this scoring in this setup. But they're they're pretty close. I would say those two are the last for like my tier. And there's a whole tier after that that I really just don't want any part of. I kind of am disagreeing with a lot of you guys, I guess. Because I feel like at that point I'm just gonna wait and not take any quarterback until we come back to your four or five turn. Um, and then I'm four or five turn, I'm grabbing like a Brady in a car or, you know, I'm doing that kind of thing. I'm going to stack up other positions in those earlier rounds. Then if I can't get top guys, I'm going to get top guys in other positions. Um, tight ends are went early here, but quite often one of those top four is available there on that turn. So you have that option or you could just go with a solid wide receiver, have two running backs and wide receiver. And now you can go those back-to-back quarterbacks in the fourth and fifth because you're you you have some ones at the other positions. That's how I approach it. I I do have a question for everybody. In my own, I made some like Scott Fishball rankings. I actually would want Matthew Stafford over Kyler Murray. Is that crazy to y'all? Pretty close. Right on quarterback I mean, five. No, not at all. Um, I think what Murray brings that Stafford doesn't so much is just the rushing. Um, but yeah, it, 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 in terms of pure passing, I, I I would take Matthew Stafford every time. Yeah, it, it's not it's not crazy. Like we assume Kyler's gonna be able to run a little bit more this season. You add in DeAndre Hopkins to the to what he already has, so he he's got weapons all over the place now. Um, so no. You know, it's we expect a big jump from Kyler, but he, I mean, he might not have that big jump that we're all expecting him to have. So, no, it's not crazy to, to say I would take Matthew Stafford over Kyler. It, it's not that crazy at all. To me, that tear break, like I was talking about after Drew Brees and Kyler Murray, um, it, it's that Wentz, it's the Aaron Rodgers, it's the Josh Allen. It, it, those are the guys I'm not really interested in having at all. Um, it's then you can get to kind of Matt, Matt Ryan. As soon as Matt Ryan goes, I, I realize okay, I, I want to take somebody, and then I can get a Matthew Stafford or a Kirk Cousins or Jimmy G, Tom Brady. Uh, that in between, like the top tier and those the next list of guys I was saying I want, I don't really want those in betweens. Do y'all think Josh Allen, uh, and we can not answer this if y'all don't want to, but I feel like Josh Allen, no matter where you pick him in the first five rounds, is a reach. Correct. Just, that's how I feel. Like, I wouldn't, I'd pick Derek Carr before Josh Allen. Yeah. In, in this scoring format, yes. Like, I get, I get, you know, the rushing ability and the safe floor with his rushing, but his accuracy is atrocious. And I'm just not sold that he's going to be very good in this scoring format. He was decent the last couple of years. If we go look at back at the scoring, he made up for it with rushing first downs. Um, he has his accuracy didn't hit the quite hit that needed level, but, uh, or completion percentage, I should say. So I, I see what you're saying, but 
don't know, first five. I wouldn't mind him. Like I said, I would stack on the four or five turn. I would stack two running back, uh, two quarterbacks. Josh Allen, I wouldn't mind being one of them. He's intriguing with Diggs coming in, though. There's a lot of big playability, too. You know, if Dawson Knox takes the next step, the running game's a little bit better. Diggs is there now. They re- if they retain Smokey Brown, I mean, there's a lot of explosiveness there. So could he take that next step? It'll be interesting to watch. I'm That's super a great point. scared of him for sure. dynasty, but for a redraft tourney, I'm, I don't hate him. I'm just not going to take him as a one because I feel like at that point where you have to take him, there's a top shelf, you know, number one at a different position there for me. All right, guys, I'm going to jump. I got to get up early. Good talking right, with yeah. you. Well, we're just going to wrap it up then. Thanks for joining us, uh, everybody who's watching, who came in. Thanks for joining us. Um, Everybody who came in uh, as a host, I mean, as a guest at least, not a host. We got Philip. He just jumped out on us. Dan, Jacob, George, Josh, Beryl, all the guys. Uh, Appreciate it. Thanks for watching. Went a little long here, at least on the end, but I think kind of the looking back part is, is kind of the most fun, I think. Absolutely. Agreed. Fun time. Appreciate you guys. I don't think this is the last one we're going to do. Maybe I can get one in on Thursday uh, before the real SFB mock goes off. I didn't didn't get a chance to show it. We got Scott Fishbowl. I saw Dan's down here. There we go. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Go check out fantasycares.net. Don't forget that that is what this is all about. Should have mentioned at the top, but uh, I think we all know already. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks. Have a good night, gentlemen. Thanks for hosting, Josh. Running that broadcast, and you're all out because we took way too long. Ha <laughs> ha.